Let's Talk Sports. Sports Phone with Big Al is live on 1061 ESPN. of reason and the dean of richmond radio here's big al on 1061 espn well you know you can say something silly like they passed out the brooms in the major leagues blah 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 all four of them were over in the minimum of two games they were best of three in the playoffs and <laughs> They, that, that was it. There's no more. I mean, they played the games, and all of them, as I mentioned, were sweeps. Uh, the Rangers, uh, you go back and you look at it from October the 3rd, which, of course, was uh, Tuesday. Rangers 4-zip over the Rays. Twins were 3-1 to over the Blue Jays. Diamondbacks doubled up the Brewers. And then Philadelphia won 4-1. to all right, well, so then we go from Tuesday to last, yesterday afternoon to last night, Rangers 7-1, Twins 2-zip, Diamondbacks 5-2. As they were leaving, they were behind, trailing that game 2-zip. Oh, by the way, they came back to win in your final 5-2. There's the Phillies 7-1. Ah, man, those Phillies. Don't like them. Don't want to see them advancing. And see, now here's one thing, and I talked with the Robert the Bruce about it <coughs> before we uh, – Got on the air. One of the things uh, that I I don't know. Uh, I, I you look at the seating on these things, and uh, you know, who plays whom? I, you know, six plays three, so it's seated as though three is going to win and play number two, and, and you know that's how it works. And four and five will play. Uh, assuming four wins, number four seed wins, and they play number one. So, but that ain't the way it always goes, as we know. You can have seeds, you can have all of that. <laughs> Look at these guys. They get dressed up to celebrate the division and win the, the uh, wild card division. They got on sweatshirts and ski sunglasses and stuff like that. I know they don't want to get champagne in the eyes, but that's, that does look a little funny. It looks like they're in a, a lab. I'm watching ESPN. looks like they're in a, a lab somewhere, you know, where they you know, could get contaminated. They're wearing all this paraphernalia. Anyway, the bottom line is that, that's the only thing I can figure. And, and, you know, you forget about a year to year. I mean, you know, last year's playoffs, this year's playoffs. All right, so what happened? Well, what's happening is the uh, number four Phillies uh, did get the uh, the win, and so they will play the Braves because they don't reseed. The Diamondbacks, the sixth seed, beat the Brewers, the three seed. So whereas the three seed would be going to the Dodgers, the Dodgers, uh, the three seed is going there. Because they're expected to win. So two would play three, one would play four. And that's 
what would happen? Well, you know, Apple Cart gets upset, and that's what happened, of course, in this series. So now the Diamondbacks, the sixth seed, beat the three seed and will now play the two seed, the Los Angeles Dodgers. All right, and the Philadelphia Phillies, the four seed, will play the one seed as if everything went to chalk, went chalk, and they would be playing the Braves. <coughs> don't like that. I don't like, you know, if I'm an Atlanta fan, Braves fan, I like to see them win, and the Phillies are more of a threat, I think, to win than the Diamondbacks. So they don't reseed is the only thing I know. I mean, that's only what we talked about and we figured it out. So the Diamondbacks, the six, will go play the Dodgers. It should have been, as far as Major League Baseball was concerned, it should have been number three Brewers going, and that would have made sense. In the American League, the Rangers, the Texas Rangers, uh, came in as, what, the fourth seed, I believe. And i got to look this up real quick. Uh, the Rangers... Uh, don't mess with me now. Give me, give me, give me some rope. Rangers were the uh, excuse me the fifth seed, and they beat the fourth seeded Rays in the American League. The Twins were of course the third seed because they won the Central Division. So three uh, will now play the uh, the the where the Twins are playing the Astros. The two seed three and two are playing as normal, right? Three and two. Well, the Orioles get the lower seed, uh, the Rangers, at five, because they came out of that 4-5 bracket. So they'll play the Orioles. The five, the, the worst remaining seed in the American League, will play the Orioles. That's the way it's supposed to be, the worst remaining seed. But obviously what they do is they pit, it, they, they pit them together as though uh, you know, three and four will win and play you know, two and one. And that didn't happen. So the Braves get the short straw, it appears to me, uh, on this deal. Because when you look at the standings from the final uh, standings of the uh, baseball season, the, um, the, the Philadelphia Phillies uh, were, what were they, 90 and 72, which is, you know, the Brewers are out and it was Arizona at 184. So you'll have a matchup in divisions here. Arizona and L.A. are both in the NL West. We know Philadelphia and Atlanta are both in the NL East. Marlins are gone. Brewers are gone. That's the way it goes. Anyway, I'm Big Al. Good morning. Trying to explain it to you without it, with it making a little bit of sense. I know you know to be able to, for me to look at things and, and say it on the air, and then you're driving in your car, you're going, wait a minute, what did he say exactly? Uh, they just didn't reshuffle. They don't reshuffle the deck. It's set, and that's that. This is 1061 ESPN. We thank you for tuning in. This is Sports Fun. I'm Big Al. Robert the Bruce, other side of the glass. And I think they should recede. Personally, Robert the Bruce, you probably think the opposite. I, I agree. Uh, so I, I, I've looked it up because I'm, I'm just not someone who really pays attention to this stuff mm-hmm. very uh, hardly, obviously. The only one that does it of the four major sports is the NFL. So the MLB. Oh, wait a minute. The only one that does what? Reseeds? Reseeds. Yeah, They're okay. the only one who does it. So MLB, NHL, and NBA all follow a bracket style postseason. I believe, I think it was up until 2014, the NBA did reseed, but those three <coughs> do not reseed while the NFL does reseed. So, like I said, I don't always pay attention to it. I kind of just look at the matchups, but without the numbers. But the NFL is the only one that reseeds as of April 26, 2023, which hasn't I, changed, obviously. I mean, don't you, what's your opinion? Should they reseed? So I that, like, I've always liked reseeding. Yeah, because, you know, the top team then gets the bottom team that's remaining. I think, I think it, it helps hmm. it 
I don't I don't know how much players think about it, but it helps incentivize player teams to go for the number one seed. It would be a big help in the NBA because we know we have the uh, load management problem. Uh, the NFL, it's there's you don't need to convince players to play hard, but I think making the number one seed more of an incentive in these three <laughs> leagues, NHL, MLB, and NBA, which have long seasons, I think it helps incentivize it if you get the best matchups because you're the number one seed. You're not locked into one. I think that makes it even more, uh, you want the number one seed even more. In my opinion, yeah, yeah, because you know you're gonna play the lower of the seeds remaining, the lowest yeah. of the seeds remaining. In this case, it'd be just two seeds, and it would be lower or not lowest. But that that's how it works. You should get the benefit of earning number one to to play the, the lowest seed still standing. And in this case, it didn't have it. The Dodgers catch a break. Now it's not huge, uh, you know. Kind of, you know, am I taking the fly crap out of the pepper? Could be. I'm looking for that. 84 wins for the Diamondbacks. And uh, 90 for the Phillies. A six-game difference. Hey, but you know, it's a six-game difference. It should go, the benefit should go to the number one seed, Atlanta. They got to play the Philadelphia Phillies now. And the Dodgers get the Arizona Diamondbacks, which, as I said, uh, both of those series are division rivals. And that's that. And I think it's a shame, but that's just me. I mean, some people might say, oh, be quiet, just go along with what they do. Well, you know, you don't want to just always just go along. You know, the path of least resistance is water, you know. That always takes the path of least resistance. I like to look at it and say, hey, break it down, dogs. Uh, yeah, I give my opinion. I ultimately just go with it because, like, you know, when life's going to go on, I got to go make my hamburger whether or not it uh, whether or not it happens or not. What, are you walking the dog up the chimney? What the yeah, hell are you making? Go make your hamburger. I'm saying my life <laughs> Put will Put that in a promo. My life will go on regardless of what happens, but I am going to give my opinion. I like what the NFL does. I think the seeding, I think reseeding is smart. I think it's, I really do think with these long seasons that these three major sports have, oh. it helps incentivize it. Baseball is so long. NBA is so long. NHL, I believe they're all too long, those yeah. three seasons. Meanwhile, the NFL, obviously it's a more vicious sport than some of these. Not Hockey is pretty vicious too, but it gets it down so well because there's urgency with each game, and they reward the number one seed more than any other sport. But the only one that reseeds uh, is the NFL. Yep. And ah. Yeah, it's, and That's too bad. I, I think it, yeah. the NFL does the best job of rewarding the number one seed, and – that yet again, they get the most right. Well, you know, I know your life will go on. It's not going to be a tragic end to your life because they're doing this. Because the Braves are playing the Phillies. And because um, also, the uh, you know, <laughs> it's your, it, you're going to cook your hamburger. Your life will go on. Right. If the Phillies beat the Braves, it'll be, well, too bad. I, I like the Braves. I like to see them win. Uh, but I just think it's in, in fairness, it should be received. But MLB does not consult with me about this kind of thing. They should. No, I said that uh, I, I was I was talking to the engineer about how the scheduling worked for Major League Baseball. I said they should have consulted with me. I wanted to get full coverage of all the games, but they uh, unfortunately did not. Uh, you were talking contact. with Y Dog? Yeah, I was talking with Y Dog about it because you know how the games overlapped. I was like, they should have asked me because I would have said spread them out, make sure we can listen to them all. But they did the uh, March Madness style where you had two games on it, which is uh, which is cool. Which is hey, cool. I get it. What is the unusual thing about Y Dog? What's the unusual thing? Yeah. I think there's a lot of unusual things. Well, well you <laughs> said un- that. There's a lot of unusual things about all of us, and that's what anyway. makes us special. <laughs> oh, there you go. Oh, yeah, tell you what. Take the day off, right? The um, His name is Weigel. Right. But it starts with a W. Yeah. So, But yet he's Y-Dog, because <laughs> I called him when I first got here five years ago and changed, because it's Weigel. He's Y-Dog, but he's actually a W. Yeah. <laughs> 
So that's one of those funny quirks of life. Right. All right, now that everybody's informed about that. Uh, we will have Coach London coming up at 8.35, talking about the win Mary game at Elon and the upcoming game at the University of Virginia. And we'll be talking about that with him. As we all know, we're not going to make a big point of it, but as we all know, he uh, he coached Virginia, as we know. And, uh, you know, I'm not going to sit here and belabor the point with him. Well, what do you think, Coach? You're going back to... Now, at the end of the interview, I'll say, Coach, you're going back to UVA. And I'm sure he'll say, Al, it's just another game. And that's the way coaches generally feel. Now, Coach I think speak. it'll be a little special. Yeah, I think it will. He's, he won't say it. It's coach speak. They they all do it. And the ones who don't yeah. do there's a every once in a while, there's a couple that don't do coach speak mm. great, but most have it down, and he's got it down. He's, yeah. he's a very good coach, but it's it's the human element. There is no way he isn't thinking about it. There's, there's no it's, way it's, he isn't thinking about it's it. It's just not possible, I don't think. It's just not possible. <laughs> maybe it is. I don't know. Maybe, maybe he's different, Maybe he's different than me. Maybe he is different than you. <laughs> he is, definitely. That's one thing. Uh, but I would have to assume that he's at least thought about it one time that he used to coach there. Uh, before we go to a pause, a big question. When's the next time your folks are coming up to Richmond? I don't know the exact uh, date, but I will let you know. When. They're not they're not coming up for the uh, for the uh, Dominion Charity Golf. They are not. Oh, man, they were here last year for it. Yeah, they were. Yeah, we hung out, but we came uh, BFFs. Yeah, <laughs> hardly. <laughs> You're probably going to win. Is this kind of leaving? All right, let's take a pause. It's eight thirteen, and we will return. Uh, we'll get, I think we gave you the scores already on baseball. There's nothing to belabor there. Uh, good pitching and wins, and uh, there was good pitching. The losing scores last night were one, zero, two, and one. Use that on your combination, your high school locker, while you're on your way in. One, zero, two, one. Pitching and defense wins in the three-run homer. Who said that? You know who it was. Derby Bill's typing it right now, I'm sure. It was one bantam rooster of a head coach for the uh, manager, excuse me, for the Baltimore, Baltimore Orioles back in the day named Earl Weaver. Dream Weaver. And uh, he liked to pitch in the defense and a three-run homer, and he, won a lot of, and he won a lot of games. I think in a three-year span, they won about an average of 106 games, I think it was, and only gave away with one World Series, but they did win one. All right. We move on the next round. It gets a little more, you know, James getting serious, as David Bowie said so long ago. James getting serious, and that's where we are right now with Major League Baseball. Now it steps up. Things get even more fun, in my opinion. Uh, we've got college football to talk about today. We've got the Habanero coming in. Ban about everything. Habo, he'll be in at 9 o'clock, and he'll stay as long as he likes. He might even stick around to 11, you know, just sit here and talk with you and by himself or whatever. All right, stay with us. We'll take a pause and return right here on 1061 ESPN. You're the Braves all regular season on this dial. Why would we stop now? 1061 ESPN is your exclusive home for the Atlanta Braves games during the 2023 MLB playoffs. Don't miss a moment. Joiner Fine Property. Oh, by the way, the Mule Skinners host the Bears uh, tonight at FedEx. And it may or may not be sold out fully. I guess they called it a sellout. I don't think that includes the club uh, level seats. That's you know they're, They don't count in the sold out category, I don't believe. Uh, anyway, regardless of that, I don't think there'll be a lot of Bear fans. There'll be some Bear fans. I mean, you get a, you know, a decent flight. I mean, you get a nonstop from Chicago to Washington. Of course, you get it from here, too, to, to Chicago. Um but the uh, 
I don't think a lot of them will fly down on a Thursday night to catch the 0-4 Bears. The Bears are not a good team. Washington's an okay team. Uh, the funny thing is, Washington averages about 308 yards a game, and the Bears 305. I'm talking offensively. And they do it more on the ground because you, you got a, a quarterback that can run um, as opposed to, you know, what's his name runs? Uh, he can run. Sam Howe. Thank you. <laughs> He can run some, but he doesn't run like Fields. Yeah, can. he ran a good amount in college. Yeah, similar to Drake May, they uh, they had a lot of quarterback uh, design run plays. Oh, there you go. Washington throws for two hundred one a game. That doesn't sound right. Sounds like they have a little more than that. But anyway, um, and the Bears throw for one eighty six. Defensively, the Bears are on the bottom. Terrible. Yeah. On defense, and uh, they give three up three hundred eighty three yards per game. Washington gave up 210 in the opener against the Redbirds. Uh, they proceeded to give up 300 a game since then. And every, in their last three games, they've gone north of four to 30 points per game they've allowed. 33 on the Hail Mary from uh, Wilson in the Bronco game in Denver two weeks ago, two and a half weeks ago. Right. Uh, then, then, 30, was it 37 to the Bills? Yeah, 37 yeah, to the Bills. Yeah. And then 34 in overtime to the uh, to the Beagles, Barking Beagles of Philadelphia last week. So th- it's not like you know, that defense. I get so tired of hearing about how great the defense is. Now, last year, we mentioned yesterday, they were the number three team as far as yards allowed last year. Number three. And that's how you measure defense, yards allowed, not necessarily points. And the points they gave up last year, it wasn't astronomical. It was a decent number. It was a good, solid number. But, brother, they're getting hammered this, this year. I mean, Washington, we talk about the Bears, 383 yards per game. Well, don't look too fast there, Betty, because one, two, three steps up the ladder. Washington is number, what, 1653, giving up 367. And they're giving up 280 in the air. So quarterbacks on other teams are going, hey, we're going to Washington. We're getting Washington in town. We can throw the pig today. Yeah. And a lot of it came on 175 from A.J. Brown last week. That ratcheted it up. Yeah, it did. Um, there's, there's, yeah, it I, did. I, I mean, yeah, there's no question. Part of it, me laughing, was you say ratchet, and the other part was me looking at the yardage per games uh, of some of these teams that they're giving up. Well, the team's giving up a lot of yards. Well, look at Denver, 461 yards. I mean, that's because, almost five football fields worth of yardage they're giving up. Well, 726 came in one game, Donkey. Right. You take yeah. your 461, multiply by four, subtract your 726, and you come up. They've given up, what, 450, not 1,800 and change. You take out that 700, it's 1,100 and change, and all of a sudden, but you divide that by three, it's still 300 in 67, they give or take a few yards. Yeah, and it's all of a sudden not quite like it looks. But there's still not a whole lot to brag about. When no. you get, uh, the commanders move the ball at will against them, and the Bears move the ball at will against them, and the Raiders hey. move the ball down the field. That's a bad Broncos defense. Yeah, but, but uh, what I'm concerned about is the Bears were leading that game well, by 20, 21. 28 to 7 yeah. in the third quarter, 28 yeah. to 14 going to the fourth, and they were driving to kick the game winning field goal, and things went awry. Things I, went I, awry. I don't know what happened. I, I turned it off. I was like, oh, the Bears got this one. Nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> so the Bears could beat Washington. There's no question yeah, about that. Two NFL teams going at it. Now, the worst in yards allowed passing per game are your Chargers. 210 of a yard 
which should be 20% of a yard, which is 36 inches, which would be 7 inches, when you, give yeah, or when take, you, you know, away from allowing 300 yards a game passing. When you get with the first quarterback you play puts up 466 yards on you, <laughs> it is a, it's a clear uh, indicator that things aren't great. What has Tua thrown for? He's thrown for how many yards That's now? I got thousand. it right here for you. 1,306 in four games. Yeah, he's, he's, on, he's on close to pace with a 17-game schedule. He, you know, Now things will, will tamper down as the weather other changes and games and injuries and nicks and bruises but he's on pace to push 6,000 which yeah. has never been attained and they and they don't want they don't want him to touch that record because that would mean they're in a lot of shootouts they want more games with most are running for 100 yards than two are going for 400 a game that's well, I don't think that's a long-term recipe for success let me let me throw another number at you there Hoss divide that by four multiply times 17 he'll throw the ball about 578 Drew yeah. Bledsoe one year threw it for over 600 I think your, your twin brother well you wish uh, your uncle, brother, sister twice. Uh, Tom Brady threw for over 600 once or twice. Yeah, I mean, they, I'm sure. In the 16 games. Well, good. last year, uh, Brady threw the ball a ton. They, the Buccaneers stopped, just just gave up on running the ball. They're, <laughs> I'm not, they were doing screens for their run game. It was so bad. Yeah, um, and that well, doesn't work with a 45-year-old quarterback I mean, not running the ball. You talk about a, a running back with no heart. Uh-oh. Fournette. Fournette. Fournette? Yeah. yeah, you don't I mean, think so? Not the pros. He had his moments, yeah, One though. or two with Jacksonville, then he wanted out of there, and he forced a trade, and he did okay with Tampa. But He was big he in their Super Bowl it, run. He had lit it up, huh? He was big in their Super Bowl run, though. Well, good. <laughs> good. Uh, what about, I thought you were going to say Antonio Gibson. I thought he was about to get uh, called out again. Does he have a lot of heart? Do you, he's just not playing well. I don't know about his heart. He's just, he's dropping the ball. <laughs> I mean, it's going on the ground. And you do that as a running back. It's not, Raheem Mostert did that last week. He fumbled twice against the Bills. You get two fumbles in a game as a running back. Oof. He dropped a pitch, but it bounced right. He got a f- fortuitous bounce. And yes, it, yeah. so people might forget it, but that's still they dropped it's, the ball. They didn't. They did not put it in the stats as a fumble. Yeah, is, is it? It's, they should have. Yeah, there's always those weird things they about say, a football move. He didn't get the handle on the ball. I've never seen a football with a handle on it. No, I haven't either. I'd like to. Yeah, I know you're not a big fan of Gibson so far this oh, year. Oh, I like the guy. He did so well not, his rookie year. They converted right. him from a receiver to a running back. He did very well. I know he danced all over the Cowboys down in Dallas towards the you know, late in the season. Then went on the road that year. And that was the year they went, won the titles with the NFC 7 and 9. <laughs> the Eagles yeah, put out Nate Sudfeld. <laughs> Eagles wanted the – what's his name? Peterson wanted out of there. He didn't want to win that game. Nope. And he wanted to saddle them with a lower, you know uh, – well, actually gave him a higher draft pick. I'd say it worked out for both sides. Anyway, he um, – he played a very good game against Dallas. Gibson did, and that that urged you a lot of cachet in Commander Land if you play well against yeah. the Cowboys. Well, and they, and they, they outscored them in those games by was sixty some to twenty oh, some, thirty. Yeah, that some. was the year they just dominated. Yeah, them both of course times. they came next year and, and kicked our butt six ways to <laughs> Sunday, put up forty some odd points to six or something like. Anyway, such so, so it goes. Uh, college basketball does begin. In uh, a month from tomorrow, for most teams in, around these here parts, uh, the Spiders will open up with VMI on the sixth. Just to get this out there, uh, VC will play McNeese State on the sixth. Virginia will play will play uh, Tarleton State. I've heard of them before. I've heard of them. Yeah. Got no clue as to where they are and what they do. They open up on November sixth. <coughs> Excuse me. The Hokies will open up with Coppin State on. You guessed it, November 6th. So, whoop, there it is. 
There you go. And most of them will play again on the uh, 10th. Who is uh, Old Dominion opening with? I don't have Old Dominion's schedule yet. Oh, man. It's in, the, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's in my personal press right now. They're, you know, my, yeah. my printing press. Uh, they'll, they'll be out. Don't worry. Okay. They open, they open up with a, with a blue and white game uh, exhibition first. Yeah, well, Virginia Wesleyan, and then they go to Ball State on the 11th. They take Why are you axing me then? Because you, you listed some other out of uh, out of city schools, Virginia Tech and Virginia, but I didn't hear well, Old Dominion. Virginia Tech and Virginia. Yeah, gee, I shouldn't have done that. <laughs> Listen, I'm a huge fan of Jeff Jones. Have been for years. Years. Since he played yeah. at Virginia and coached at Virginia. I like Jeff Jones. Always have. Yeah, no, he's uh, he's um, he's obviously been through a lot in the last few years well, off yeah. the court too, and well, he's, he's cancer. been cancer. Yeah, it's, it's it's been tough, and he was going through treatment the last year they made the tournament. He was going through that, so got to respect for that. Unfortunately, he has only made the postseason that one yeah, that yeah. the troop. I mean, he's made other tournaments, and he made the mm. NIT one year, but you're graded by NCAA tournament. He, he won the NIT as a player yeah. one year too. He did. Yeah. And uh, James Madison, they open their season at Michigan State, so a tough matchup, but a cool a cool moment for them that they're getting that, probably uh, getting a little bit of money off that. Uh, have, you, have you in your life yet met anyone that had cancer? I have. Okay. Every, as you go through life, you're going to meet people. It's the old six degrees of separation type thing where you're going to know people that have cancer. If you don't get it, hopefully you never do. Uh, don't wish that on – there are only a couple people I wish that on, but not many. Yeah. <laughs> So that's the name of that story. No, I wouldn't wish that on anybody. So uh, the bottom line is there. You're going to meet people that get it, and it's a sad day I go on thing. All right, it is uh, 28 after. We'll, uh, yeah, we, I want, we're going to get to college games. Even uh, you know, We'll get to them with uh, Habo, uh, with some football. Virginia, as we know, is playing uh, William & Mary Saturday noon kickoff. I would think good seats still available. I would think, yeah. So what time are we leaving? You and I, 9.30? Yeah, I guess we have to leave pretty early. Yeah, get up, get up there at 10.30. Yeah. yeah. You pay for the parking spot, and then we'll go on in. Right. Right. And the tickets. And I'll buy the hot dogs. I'll buy the hot dogs. What? <laughs> yeah. Oh, me. 8.29. All right, let's take a pause. Coach, uh, Coach uh, London coming up. Uh, tough game down at Elon. It's a tough match for some reason. It's a tough little match up there. They lost to him last year in uh, Williamsburg. Uh, Zabel on the reservation and lost to him the, the Phoenix uh, this past Saturday. And we'll play Virginia this Saturday. Stay with us. This is 1061 ESPN. As I said, Hobble will be along at night. Man about everything. And he'll be joining us then. Like the old dogs of earth. You don't forget that. Listen, that's an important saying. That's how the aliens communicate with us is through our dogs. You think I'm, you you think I'm kidding? All right, stay stay with us. You listened all regular season long. Now it's time for the race to the fall classic. 106.1 ESPN is your exclusive home for the MLB postseason in Richmond. Well, you hear about the old saying of bad things happen to good people. And a loss last week was, was the example of that. Mike London, the head coach of the Mary Tribe, joins us this morning. Good morning, Coach. How are you, sir? Good morning, B. I'm doing great. Thank you. 
Well, thank you for joining us. We appreciate you taking your time every week on Thursday morning to spend some time and talk about the William Mary Tribe and the football season. Uh, I don't care if you're playing three games and that's your whole season at any level in football. Uh, you've got all your practices and preps and everything else. Football's a long season and a grind uh, for the coaches and for the players. You guys have been going at it now for, for two months solid. And uh, took a tough loss down at Elon last week. Uh, they uh, they had two fourth quarter touchdowns, as we know. Uh, both of them came on third down uh, plays. So it was third down, and the passes were uh, were uh, were uh, you know were caught. I mean, the passes were. That was just it's a tough thing when you're watching the game. I guess, and you look out there and you see this third down. And you hold them here, and anyway. Uh, <laughs> How tough was that? You're leading six nothing going into the third, and you had opportunities. I guess you had opportunities, coach. Earlier, you know, in the second quarter, you're, you're, I guess the the line of scrimmage on the first field goal was about the 15, and on the, on the 28th, uh, right before half, about a minute 58 before half. Uh, you look at that and go, God, you know, if we could got at least one touchdown out of that. I mean, how does a coach view these things as the game goes on? Yeah, you know, it's 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 part of the the, the grind of of a season, the ups and downs, and, and you hope that. You know, at, at that moment that you know you execute, and they did a good job uh, in the latter part of the of, of the game. You know, um, they were four for eleven on third downs, but they were but they were three for three in those last few minutes. You know, so and we've been pretty good. You know, in our third down situation, it was, it was a explosive play, uh, miscommunication, and you know it, it resulted in a in a long opportunity for them. Um, and, and then you know we got down to the one yard line. Couldn't get it in. We were in the red zone at another point, and uh, and and fumbled the ball. So there's scoring opportunities there. There's touchdowns as opposed to perhaps field goals. And you know, I got to give Elon credit. They they executed and they you know they took advantage of our miscues. And that's that's the game. The ebb and flow of the game. You got to be ready to to take advantage of uh, you know the other team's um, mistakes. And they did, even though you know coming in. They were averaging their defense averaging giving up 88 yards a rush per game. We rushed for over 300. So you know you're trying to equate the things you got to score touchdowns. We want to score touchdowns rather than field goals. Mm-hmm. Uh, we make those third down stops. It's, it's a different story. We, you know, so all those things. If I would have, could have, should have. Yeah. Um, and uh, but it's like you know what, what do we do now? Learn from it, and now get ready to move mm-hmm. on and play. Uh, you know, play our next opponent up there in Charlottesville. Right, and it is. That's the, you know, you're you're pointing out this is the way you look at it. We lost. Here are the mistakes we made. Let's correct them and move on. And and it's in the rearview mirror, and, and not to dwell on it. And even the point where I believe you had a you were in the red zone uh, late in the game, very late in the game, and in a fourth and three scramble did not produce a first down or a touchdown. So uh, that has to. Hey, listen, Emo certainly. We knew. You know, you knew. We knew people that follow. William and Mary know that uh, this young man, whose uncle, of course, was the email up at Virginia Tech back when they went to the title game, I think, as far as state back in 2000. Uh, yep. he, he, listen, he can carry the ball. And, you know, you want Yoder in there. You want full strength and everything. 27 carries, 132 yards. And as you mentioned, you ran for over 300 yards. And at that point, you're saying, well, you know, hey, if you ran that much, you're controlling the clock, you're controlling the game, that kind of thing. But uh, it doesn't always work out that way. Every game is uh, like snowflakes. They're all different. And uh, whereas huh. you might think this will happen, it doesn't necessarily, necessarily go that way. You mentioned they were only rushing, uh, allowing the opposition 88 yards a game uh, to run the ball. Here you guys go out and run for over 300. That's impressive, Coach. 
Yeah, but you know, ultimately, you know what it what it says on the scoreboard is, is, is the thing. I mean, so but you can't, you know, you can't, you know, sit around and and, and woe was me. We got we got to come up with ways, like I said, to get get those touchdowns and make those explosive plays. You know, a drop here or a misread there, you know, that kind of thing. So, um, you know, the last last year and, and up until now, you know, fifteen and three has been the record, and, and and then we improved even the year before that. So the goal is to improve, and you want to build a program that's sustainable you just want to talk about you know you, you you we celebrate the things that are great that are going on but you know what tough things happen bad things happen and you got the so what now what mentality about how do you go about trying to fix these things and so we've had a great week of practice and um you know, our guys are, are looking forward to the next game the next competitive opportunity mm-hmm. yeah i was gonna ask you how practice was going this week so that's good to hear you know things come to an end you guys have won 12 consecutive regular season wins you had that you, you had a, a school record nine straight caa games you'd won that in eight consecutive regular season road games things come to an end you just regroup and go after it and uh it, you say all right we still we still have what six games left Left, let's get after it. Let's get in that phone booth and run to the roar and that type of thing, Coach. I like, I like that. I like them both. You told me that years ago when you were up here, and I was in your office, and you had a picture, I guess, of a lion behind you. I think I, I'm looking at it right now, Big Al. I'm looking at it. Right now. <laughs> it. We got to come down there and see that and bring you some wings. <laughs> anyway, I mean, I said, Coach, what is that? And you said, Run to the roar. And, uh, and that's like, a, a, you know, now there's an old thing in football. If, the guy, if you've got a great defensive end, do you, you know, there's a, there's a theory you run to, right at the guy. And, I mean, you adhere to that? Run right to the best guy on defense when you got the, when you have the ball? I don't know about that nowadays, <laughs> unless you're going to triple te- quadruple and triple team them maybe. But, uh, you know, um, but, yeah, uh, Big Al, I, I remember that conversation we've had, and, and you know, over the – over the years since that and all the different opportunities and things that, that go on in everyone's life, you know, instead of shirking away from responsibilities or not wanting to be an out-front leader, you know, it, sometimes it's uncomfortable to run towards the roar or run towards, you know, the things that you think that are right. And, you know, it, it's it, it's it's just a way of life. And I get that from my pops that passed on, Wilson London, you know, two, two-time Vietnam, you know, veteran and, you know, military service and all that stuff like that. So, um, if you want to, if you want to wear the crown, sometimes you got to carry the crown, and with that comes a lot of, a lot of issues. But you know, it's about it's about other people that you can impact. And I pray to God I've been able to impact a lot of people here, at Big Allen. And hopefully, you know, as we, this season continues to go on, then there's you know there's opportunities to influence these young men to be better citizens when they when they leave this university. Well, God bless your dad. They uh, served in Vietnam twice. That uh, boy, that makes you stop and and think. And that's uh, but to, to to do it once was the obligation. If that was the case, or if you'd signed up and to go back a second time, uh, that's a man <laughs> right there. You're going back. And, and the sad thing about that, of course, like the, the the fine folks that came back from Vietnam got the short end of the stick. And every time I see somebody with a Vietnam. Uh, veteran hat on. I always just make sure I make a point to tell him thank you for serving, and that would go yeah, to your, yeah, go to your dad. Do. Please yes, do. God bless our vets, men and women in uniform. Yeah, um, yep. yeah, and then being a police officer up in the city of Richmond there <laughs> for a while now. That's, <laughs> that was another experience as well. Oh, <laughs> brother, yeah, I've told that story on the air if you don't mind. I mean, I've done that before and talked about your your one experience where something was pointed right at you. There, that, uh, yeah, oh, boy, yeah. I tell you, you you were there. You you were. You were 
that situation says you you were meant to stay here for a reason, and that's, that's <laughs> when that when that happens. Anyway, we're digressing. Uh, yeah, I wish. I, uh, you, yeah, sorry about that. No, no, no. Football, my bad. No, no, no. It's, it's on the one that on the one that brought up "Run to the Roar" and your poster and that type of thing. And the, I like the one last week O'Connor had. So let's get in the, the you had mentioned get in the phone booth and let's get after it. <laughs> I like that. That's a great image too. Anyway, uh, moving on. Uh, as we all know, you're going up to Charlottesville to play University of Virginia. As we all know, you were there for I think it was what five years, wasn't it, Coach? Six years ahead, and Six. then uh, assisted for you know. So I've, I've spent a large portion of my coaching career up mm-hmm. uh, you know up there in Charlottesville. Um, they they're coming off a tough loss at Boston College. Uh, they had a tough loss. It could have been prevented, and it wouldn't have won the game, but it would have sent it in overtime the week before against NC State. And then we know that after the rain delay, it seemed everybody had that that week here in the Commonwealth that were playing at home. Uh, they got outscored 12-zip and lost that one by one. So it, it appears they're getting better. They're just not learning how to win yet, as, as coaches like to say. Um, and, and so this is going to be a tough, tough matchup. They're going to be hungry. They're at home. They desperately, I would think, want to win obviously uh, and you're coming off a loss as well the first time in a while in the regular season as I mentioned a few minutes ago uh, tell us about how you view this game uh, is it from a standpoint of how do we win this thing they got the numbers they got bigger guys maybe uh, although last year at Richmond when you brought your win Mary Tribe in and I was there watching that you had some horses you had some big fellows on your team but anyway so as a coach you go okay how do we win this thing yeah, you know, I've I've been blessed or fortunate and whatever, lucky, whatever you want to say. I've been in, in three FCS schools and played FBS opponents and and been on, on the winning ledger. Part of it, a large part of it, is mentality and mindset. Obviously, you know, the, the difference in the number of scholarships, 85, and then the guys they have on the roster, you know, the three, four-star guys, um, you know, versus <laughs> our guys, some of them not being recruited by an FBS school. Um, and, and you talk about trying to just put the plan together to affect anything that they may have shown on tape or film that uh, you know that you think you can you can you know attack. And now you're right, um, Big Al. They played other FBS ACC opponents, been in the game, have have you know have done really good things, and then just towards the end, you know, not been able to finish it. I know Coach Coach Elliott wants to. They want to get a win. It's a home game, and you know they they want to be highly competitive, as as we all do. But um, you know it, it's just it's it's a it's a mindset, the mentality. You can be luck. The ball can bounce one way or the other. But the other thing is just not being afraid to play the game. And you know just just go out and play. I told the coordinators to call it. You know um, you know do some things that maybe obviously you do a game plan thing or things that they haven't seen before. That's part of game planning, but. Just you know, just try to just just add up to more than the other team, and you know, and everybody we bring, even the bus driver might have to play any game, you know, because of numbers. Oh Lord, <laughs> I come up there and cheer you on. I can't get on the field. I promise you that. <laughs> Unless you want to see me in a casket, uh, Coach. Um, let me ask you this one. Um, the passing game was not the most efficient down at Elon. Have you worked on that a little bit more without giving away any tips or clues in practice this week to get a focus to where you can depend on the passing game a little more? 
One word answer, yes. Next question. <laughs> that, that was kind of an obvious question, wasn't it? All right, let me ask you another one that would be an obvious question. Uh, Emo did great, and you guys have a you know a two-headed uh, monster there with, with uh, they might not like to be called that, but I mean, you got two guys that can really run the pig. Uh, Yoder, is he, I'm guessing he's still out. Coach, is, what's the word? Yeah, he, he he won't play. Um, uh, but but Martin Lucas is the other runner that you're referring to. Is has had demonstrated performance in the game himself. So I think he had Demo uh, uh, had 130 something plus. Mm-hmm. He had almost 30 yards in reception. So his all purpose was was pretty good. And then uh, Martin had I think 95, 195 yards rushing. So you know, and he's been in games. He scored touchdowns. You know, on the ground and then the you know through, through catching a pass. So yeah, there there's two strengths that we have mm-hmm. in the run game on our team with the offensive line as well. So, we're, like I said, we're going to have to add up to more than uh, than uh, than our opponent. You know, Virginia has really two good inside interior players, tackles. They got athletic guys, you know, on the edge rushing the passer. Linebackers are good. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's just you know it's just one of those things that um, you know we got to practice, prepare, and, and and try to be as efficient as possible, and try to stay in the game close. You know, the first. First half, second half, third half, and hopefully, you know, it's competitive in the end. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll see. But like I said, Coach Elliott, I know he's going to have his guys ready to play. Uh, yeah, he has to. <laughs> every coach does every game, and certainly he will. Uh, Lucas, as you mentioned, 13 carries, 95 yards. That's pretty darn good uh, per tote to get that kind of uh, yardage on just 13 carries. Both he and Emo had rip, ripped off runs of 20 yards, and uh, Emo had the 132. But, I mean, he averaged almost six yards a carry in that game against Elon. Uh, good luck to you on Saturday. It's a noon kickoff, Scott Stadium, up in uh, Charlottesville. And, uh, you know, it's it, it's another game, but, uh, you know, it's, it's you're playing Virginia. I'm sure you're excited about getting up there and uh, showing them what you can do with your William and Mary tribe on the field there this coming Saturday. Again, new kickoff. Best of luck to you, Coach. Thank you, Big Al, to you and your listening audience. Look forward to talking to you soon. Well, I'll tell you what, I'm going to come knock on your door one day and uh, look at that. I want to see that poster again down there. I've got your cell number. I'm going to take a picture of it now and send it to you. Please do. Thank you, Coach. Best of luck and uh, stay healthy up there as well. All right. Uh, thank Bye-bye. you. All right. Mike Lund, head coach of the Win Mary Tribe. And it's a true story. And I walked into his office and he had this big lion. I think it was roaring. I'll know in a minute when he texts it to me. And then um, it says run to the roar, which means face what's the worst thing. To me, that's what it means. To, you know, go to where you have to be to get the win. And, in, you know, every game presents its own roars and you got to run to it. So. And then I like the one O'Connor had the paper last week. Let's get in the phone booth and get after it. <laughs> you can't wind up with so much in a phone booth. You better be able to throw a short one. Uh, that is a, a the old short left cross. All right, stay with us right here on one zero six one ESPN. It's already ten minutes. Not habanero. Man about everything. We'll be joining us very soon as we uh, work our way up until. Um, 10 o'clock right here on 106.1 ESPN. Uh, the Mule Skinners play tonight versus the Bears. A lot of good college football games this week. Not, it's not the top of the uh, mark. You know, it's not. Oh, here you go. Coach did send it to me. He's my, <laughs> he's a, he's a, it's somewhat of a selfie with the, yeah, run towards the roar. And there's the line. You have to come see this, Hoss, or I'll meet you in the hall. Uh, it's, it's a good picture of both Coach London and the Lion. <laughs> All right, stay with us right here on 106.1. Braves baseball. 
Your search ends here. Follow every curveball, stolen base, and grand slam of the playoffs here on the exclusive home of the Atlanta Braves in the capital city. 1061 ESPN Richmond. The 2023 River... We are here live, and we're talking sports. 8.56, just a couple minutes before we get to the top of the hour, 9 o'clock. And uh, Habanero Habo, man about everything, is with us. Good morning, Hoss. Yeah, what would you like to talk about today? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe well, a little football. We'll mix that in. I, and uh, I heard you earlier talking a little basketball, you know, and we're not far off here. Yeah, we got, to, got the schedule. Saw your twin brother, John Avery, yesterday. He's fired up, I'm sure. I told him, you know, because yesterday was Wednesday. We were at Gus's. Great time. Great crowd at Gus's yesterday. You have to come out there. or not have to. But when you get an opportunity, come on out there on a Wednesday. I should. We have a good crowd out there. Some of the veterans of uh, sports in Richmond, like Guy Davis and Doug Hunt and other people there that have different uh, hand, had had their hand in different sports years ago. Well, that's and, uh, so, a good crowd. <laughs> good crowd. And uh, I told John, I said, look, we start in four weeks. November it's, 1, Wednesday, because, I mean, everything else opens up on Wednesday the 6th. Yeah, the college basketball. Monday the 6th, excuse me. College basketball starts earlier and earlier, seemingly. You know, what? it used, used to be uh, December, and then it became mid-November. Now it's yeah. working its way back to early November. Um, the <laughs> it, it did. It, it, it did that. It moved to, it was early, and then Lynn Bias thought it was a Hoover vacuum cleaner, died of a heart attack. And they moved it back later, you know, to you know, try and keep a better control on it. Yeah, that was clearly one of the yep. tragedies of sports because he was a gifted player. He was very good, and he would have been very good. He would have been the great cavalry uh, coming in for the Celtics because yeah. they were beginning to get a little old. Well, we're, the rest of us are getting a little old, too. <laughs> <laughs> I was talking in a sports sense, but yes, you're right about it. You know. Hey, thanks for the depressing thought. We'll, be, we'll be back next year. <laughs> All right, we've got, uh, we do have a, uh, hear from our fine sponsors momentarily. And of course, return. Uh, it, it's not long before basketball. Football, it's, uh, and I didn't ask Mike London about, well, is this a special? That's just, everybody knows it is. I didn't need to ask him when I had him on the air. Is this a special game? It's got to be a little bit special for him, I would think. I would think. Yeah. Although he did it, this is his second trip back to Scott Stadium. He did a couple, when he first got to William & Mary, he was there too. So. All right. Uh, you know, I've forgotten that one. All right, stay with us. We shall return right here on 106.1 ESPN. Habo is with us. Stay here. <laughs> 